Number one, are the rape things, rumors true? Is that something I'm seriously going to have to uh, look out for? You have entered Talk Blocked. Uh-oh, the Talk Block Zone. Cody, I have a question for you for once. Yes, Steve-O. How do you feel about prison movies? I do not like them the least bit to the point where they make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that would, I think that's why, in what way? I don't know, it's just man-on-man -man rape action. <laughs> you just think you walk in, you get the jumpsuit, and then you just gotta dig up your butt. Like, that's just how it goes. I think uh, one of my first experiences was American Me <laughs> at a young age. Yeah, okay, okay. Followed by Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Which is a great film. It's a good film. Lots of attempted implied. And, and some successful attempts in that. In that. Man rape. Yeah, yeah. There um, it is. American History X. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta. Just not liking it, right? And then I have dreams. Not necessarily dream nightmares. <laughs> yeah, was, what would happen to me in prison? Yeah. Because I'm like a minority of a minority, so <laughs> I wouldn't have anybody to really associate with. Yeah. You go. You, you on the other hand. Well. You love prison movies, uh, <laughs> not like the lifestyle. <laughs> you love. I was trying to say prison noir. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've seen my share. I've watched, you know, every episode of Oz, and I've, I've seen quite a few prison documentaries, and yeah, the, there's the weird culture lifestyle does have a, an allure that piques my interest, and I don't know why, I, I, I can't answer the, the other reason why that is. I think it's, I, I think I'm intrigued by the way you, you throw these human beings in this exceptionally confined setting in this whole culture arises out of it. That, something about that fascinates me. Uh, like it's, it's to me, I'm not looking at it for the man-on-man -man sexcapades. I'm, just, I, I'm fascinated by like the, the culture of, of what grows out of it to me. It scares the shit out of me. It's fucking scary. Well, we know a guy. Danny. Who served some time. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean like, that's putting it pretty heavily. He, it's not like he went, he didn't do like a dime of fucking state, like, he, he got thrown in a county for some stupid shit. Very stupid shit. Like, so much to the point where it's kind of laughable. Yeah! But at the time, I'm sure he wasn't laughing. He wasn't, I remember. <laughs> early in my, like, early, or I should say late uh, teens, I had a truck that I had gotten many fix-it tickets on. And I tried taking care of them back in the day. The uh, deputy didn't. Um, riding them off. I figured it's a $10 ticket. Wasn't the most responsible cat back then. Uh, just kind of didn't even think about it. A couple of years go by, and actually it was six months before... Uh, it was September of 1999. I went to take care of the uh, these... I had gotten a, a, a fix-a-ticket on a newer car. Went to go take care of it. Had some extra money. I was like, hey, I have some old tickets. Um, I'd like to take care of them. They said they had no record of it because their computers had reset uh, on the 9999 thing. And, uh, but they did have record of my most current one. Took care of that. 
figure water under a bridge. If, if the system deleted them, there were dumb tickets anyways, who cares? I think it's important to understand that at the time, Danny wasn't the most responsible person with his money. Who is that 21, 22, 23? Lord knows I was... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are, but no one we know. Right. <laughs> Danny ended up buying a Cadillac from Tito Browntown. I recall the Cadillac. The sweet Cadillac. It was nice. It was a nice Cadillac. I borrowed it once. Oh, oh, I think you did. It had the uh, the, the skull door locks, I recall yes. those. Quite I took two females for a spin <laughs> around the block, and somehow we ended up in my hot tub. Oh, that, that, well, that happens in a Cadillac. So, with... it, it was a cool car. Yeah. Needless to say, Danny traded Tito. Yes. Uh, a Marshall JCM. The 800, the, the 800 dual channel. Yeah, which is a rarity. I recall. It's, I, uh, recall. It was, I think it was 100 watt. Yes, I believe it was. So, powerful. Guitar nerds. <laughs> very rare. Yeah. Amp. That you know, that and some cash was was a fair trade. Yeah, and as I recall, it wasn't a whole lot of cash. It was a, a couple hundred, couple hundred bucks. bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cadillac ended up being the catalyst that got Danny in this pickle. Right, right, right. So I was 23 years old. Um, I had recently purchased a 1964 uh, Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Actually traded. Uh, a guitar amp for it and a little bit of money to a friend. The Cadillac needed a lot of work. It hadn't been registered for a year or two. Did all the work. Was taking it for a test spin with a couple of my friends. And we were just going right around the block, crossed a, uh, an intersection. There was a cop right there, pulls me over. Very little reason, wasn't speeding. I, the registration was out, but from where he was, there's no way until he actually pulled me over. Comes up to the car, very standard, and he asked for my uh, license and registration and proof of insurance. Handed him the expired registration, my license, and uh, I actually did have insurance on it. And I let him know that, you know, I was working on it, whatever. He said, it's fine. He's just going to run my, my driver's license. And so he did, does, he comes back and he says, you know, your license is suspended. I had no idea I had a, a suspended license. My license was expired right around that time. So I had gotten a license not, not much before I had gotten pulled over. But I guess it took a while for the paperwork and the old backlog to go through, thus then suspending my license. So I was kind of shocked. And I was like, well, you know, I took care of these tickets back in September. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, it's it's coming up as a suspended license. He's like, it's not a big deal. Step out of the car. I'm just going to have you sign the ticket over here. And so I do. Very casual. Cop was very cordial. Wasn't trying to, honestly, wasn't trying to be a jerk. I signed the ticket. I did get this nagging suspicion because there was now three sheriff cars behind him. In South Orange County, we have sheriffs, not um, police department. So I was like, that's kind of weird. So I signed the ticket and he's like, all right, just face that officer. And this guy is six, five, built like a shit brick house, just, just a monster. And he's looking at me like I'm, I don't know, I killed his cat or something. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? And so he's like, 
as the guy's patting me down aggressively, um, he says, well, your license has been suspended and you have four bench warrants out for your arrest. Well, I had four fix-it tickets that had not gotten cleared back in the day. So I said, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, yeah, we have to take you in. I had never been arrested, never really, you know, other than basic rambunctious teenage stuff, never really have done any sort of serious crime. So to say the least, I was uh, very nervous. Have you ever had a fix-it ticket? Yeah, I, I actually had one recently. Really? Um, the only I've never had a moving violation. I've never been arrested. I've never been. I never. Well, I've never been cited for speeding, shall I say? Um, you flow below the radar. I do. The I irony: this fix-it ticket was I got pulled over for speeding. The officer ran my record and saw that I'm clean as a whistle, and came back and uh, said to me. So you don't have um, your proof of insurance? And I said, no officer, I have it right here. And he says, if you show me that proof of insurance, this fix-it ticket for not showing proof of insurance is gonna turn into a speeding ticket. And I said, thank you very much, officer. <laughs> he had to bust you for something. So he, had, he pulled me over and that was in his log. So he, that, that's what I got away with. And I, I just had to go to the court and you know, I went down there and showed him my proof of insurance at the court and paid, I think the whole thing cost me 25 bucks and half an hour of my time. It was pretty painless, actually. Yeah, you're in and out. Yeah, it was nothing. It's a window. It's a pay window. It's not even I had to go inside. Right. Yeah, usually it's a... It's like, it's like ordering McDonald's. It's a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing. Yeah. I had a couple fix-it tickets. And yeah, for the people that don't know, you get them for your car being too low. <laughs> Especially you when know. it's a gangster civic. <laughs> yeah, or your tail lights are not the appropriate tail lights, whatever. They write you a ticket, you're supposed to get it fixed, and then you get a cop to sign off on it. Correct. You gotta fix it, and then you go and you pay it. You pay your fine, pretty cheap, 10 bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I, yes. Well, it turns out Danny had four of these due to some computer glitch in the Matrix. This is they were probably filming The Matrix when this computer glitch happened. Yeah, the 9999. I guess this was a precursor to Y2K. <laughs> it's the, the courts it was, have an issue with that many nines. It's like the Animatrix. <laughs> yes. It's the prequel. <laughs> Danny gets in some hot water. He's thinking to himself, this is kind of weird. Why does it take 12 sheriffs to pull me over? They're probably just gonna make sure that everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. In case maybe I need help pushing my car if there's something wrong with you it. You know, in this part of town, there's probably not a whole lot for the sheriffs to do that time of day. Gotcha. Well, it turns out the minute he stepped out of the car. He stepped into a world of shit. Figuratively. Figuratively. He was in for, for an unpleasant ride. <laughs> handcuff me, th literally throw me in the back of a sheriff's car. Um, keep in mind, these are four fix-it tickets. They're not not even a DUI ticket, not even a speeding, not even a parking ticket. A parking ticket at that time was $30 for this area. A, a fix-it ticket's $10. It's le but apparently I was a, a serious criminal. So they throw me in the back and uh, I don't think I've sh shaken harder or shook harder in my life ever driving out to um, Santa Ana 
for the main booking. They call it Santa Ana Main. So this is where they book everybody. So it doesn't matter if you have bench warrants for four unpaid parking tickets or you've killed a guy. It's all the same. Like you get thrown in what they call the loop. So um, I spent about 18 hours in the loop um, waiting to get booked. Now at this point, I'm not sure of the process because they don't really tell you much of what's going on, but imagine a container that's plastic, bulletproof I'm assuming, and there's uh, two benches, a toilet that's exposed to everything, and about 11 by 11, maybe a little bigger, maybe a little smaller, and then probably about seven dudes in there. Now of the seven dudes, I'm the only Caucasian in there, not that it matters, but it is a fact. And most of these guys, you'd probably cross the street if you saw them walking towards you. But for the most part, everyone kind of stuck to themselves. No one was really saying anything. And they would move you from cell to cell. Like every, uh, gosh, I didn't have a watch, so I couldn't tell you the time, but it felt like forever. But it might have been every hour. They would move you closer and closer as you got around the loop to the main booking officer. And in between this time, I guess there's people kind of looking over why you're there and they will like kind of let you out, allowing you to come back for a court date, giving you an arraignment date and say like, hey, come back. The whole time I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to see that this is fix the tickets. And I get to the booking aid officer and uh, I was like, is there a possibility for me to get out? Because they were saying that like, you know, you might get out based off whatever. And he said, you have four bench warrants that have been pending since, you know, whatever it was, 1995, 96. And he's like, right now you're too much of a liability. You've had five years to take care of this. I was like, but they're fix it tickets. He's like, they're bench warrants. I was like, for fix it tickets. And, just total stonewalled. Um, he's like, unless you can pay the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the fee of, I think it was close to $4,000 right now. He's like, I can't let you go. And, uh, you know, when I, actually when I had taken care of the uh, the first ticket earlier that, that, or in September, I actually did have about that. But beans, I uh, thought I didn't have to pay them. I, you know, I bought in the Cadillac and then bought parts for the Cadillac. So I didn't quite have that much. And again, admittedly not very responsible with my money at the time. So, so anyways, he's like, well, you got to go, you're going to stay, you have to be here until your court date. And then in which case we'll take you to court. Certain things go hand in hand. Okay. Cookies. Milk. And milk. <laughs> Food play association? Yes. Hamburgers. Ham and burgers. French fries. Oh, right, 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 right. Prison. Ooh. <laughs> Rape. Maybe it's consensual. You know, you might, like, uh, Midnight. Midnight, midnight Express. Express. Yeah, yeah. They seem to have, like, a blossoming Yeah, love. there's... Like Mutual. Beecher, like like Beecher in Oz. Did you didn't watch Oz? I'm I, assuming. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was happy. They ended up finding <laughs> true love. Exactly. So that was the main thing on Danny's mind. It true, took him up. true, true love was the main thing on Danny's yeah, mind. Yeah, you know, is this the kind of place where I can meet someone, <laughs> settle down, explore my my options? Here? 
He goes over to Santa Ana, Maine. Correct. It's kind of like the big central hub, Orange County prison. Yeah, yeah. It's that's it's a it's a big like monolith of a giant federal not federal but state doesn't, building. Doesn't look pleasant. No, no, no. Because they have the TGI Fridays across the street. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, like you, said, know, you can go and you can go in and watch the um, the inmates get released. Yeah, just <laughs> they go in and get some Jack Daniels chicken. Well, they're delicious. They are fantastic. The problem with that is that Danny is a vegetarian. <laughs> so as he gets booked, I guess the on the menu is bologna sandwiches. Well, yeah. Homeboy's looking like he's not going to be eating a whole lot. It's not like the bologna's made with real meat anyway, is it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at this point, he'd been vegetarian for... Yeah, I'm teasing. ...for several years. He'd get, the, he'd get a little ache in his tummy probably if he ate that stuff. I think at the time Danny wasn't like a yoga toady. <laughs> right? Health nut. Health nut, no. I no. think his term of vegetarian was a bean and cheese burrito at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> at least two. Yes. They gave me a phone call at that point right before booking me. So they did the paperwork fingerprint i had called my mom i think at this point and i told let her know why i was arrested and this and that and she's like i'll come bail you out this and that unfortunately my mom didn't make a lot of money at the time she's a single mom and and that stuff costs a lot of money and i and i knew she was kind of in a tight spot so i just i was kind of like i you know i think i'm just gonna have to be in here until monday and then i'll go to court and then you know i'll you know more than likely I'll get out, they'll realize that this is you know, absurd. They book you in, they take the picture, the fingerprints, they derobe you, you're in with maybe 20 other guys in this Auschwitz looking shower place. They literally hose you down and they throw this a powder on you, not, not unlike uh, the uh, Super Troopers thing, but it's not powdered sugar, it's some awful smelling I'm guessing some sort of detergent or bug, you know, thing. So they do that. They give you an orange jumpsuit, says OCJ on it, and these white kids, and then they send you upstairs. They give you a blanket, and a, um, no pillow, and a, a, a cot wrap. Monday rolls around. They wake you up around 5 a.m. It might have been earlier again. There's not a lot of clocks in there. And they're like, you know, you, you're going to, to court. So they line you up, they go through this whole process, it takes a while, and you get on the big, like, Greyhound looking, Con Air looking prison buses. And you're chained to the person next to you, then you're chained to the floor. There's no lights when you're in there. It's, it's, it's a, a weird energy that I couldn't, couldn't even begin to uh, describe. It's nothing I've felt since where, it's 35 inmates in a bus and they're they're going to hear their fate and that kind of creates a certain you know energy that's nervous frustration anger depression you name it and it was this ball to create its own kind of tension and emotion i know because i was experiencing it no one says much you're set in the cell that's underneath the courts that i didn't even know exist i'm in full orange jumpsuit i can't afford a lawyer um kind of you know and at this point i've kind of talked to a few of the inmates and you know told them kind of my story and uh they're like oh you're gonna get out time served 
Like, this is, they don't do this for whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm going to go up there and the judge is going to be like, oh my God, like we've made this massive mistake. I'm so sorry. Please get, get him out of the orange jumpsuit. And, you know, is his family here? Can you guys drive him home and just pick up your clothes? This is totally what's going in my mind. They bring you up in sets of four up to see the judge. And there's a DA that you get to talk to all of 30 seconds. And uh, so you talk to him. He's like, oh, you just plead guilty. And you'll, you, he's like, you might get time served or you're not going to get much time, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I am guilty. Technically, I didn't pay these tickets, although I had made efforts uh, prior, whatever. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, whatever you think. And uh, so the guy before me that's sitting next to me, and there's two people that were going up. I was the last of this four. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the two, but the guy next to me is like crackhead Bob from uh, uh, Howard Stern show, like just cracked out, very cracky, had told me stories like whispering, like I'm not trying to like ignore him. And he's like, oh man, I'm so lucky. Like I just had sold like the last little bit of crack I had on me. Otherwise they would have got me for like whatever the amount is for dealing. And he's like, but I need to get out, man. I'm like Jones and Har for some shit. And like, I can't wait to get out to do some more crack. I was like, dude, oh my God. Yeah, okay. So he goes up before me. They read his things. You're caught with this amount of crack. You've you've uh, spent the last three days. He was also came in on a Friday. And they say, uh, time served. So Crackhead Bob gets out tonight. I'm feeling real. I was like, you know what? Good for that dude. He's going to be out. But like, if. If that, this guy's caught with crack and money and he's going home tonight so I'm thinking again going up with all the confidence in the world so I get up and I you know and uh, she reads me and she's like you know you're caught with this stuff like how do you plan I was like guilty um, but uh, yeah like I was like guilty but the, you know it's for fix the tickets and snad and she's like well, in Orange County, uh, it's a mandatory 10 days per bench warrant. You have four. So that's going to be sentencing you to 40 days um, and whatever. And meanwhile, the DA is like, oh, don't worry. That's only going to be like, if you do work time, that's only going to be like 30 days. I was like, motherfucker, I got a job. Like, I can't, I can't be doing this, you know? Like, I was like, and I interrupted her and I, uh, the, the, the judge. And I was like, your honor. Um, I think there might have been a mistake. Yes, they're bench warrants, but they're for fix-it tickets. And she's like, yes, but they're still bench warrants. And I was like, well, let me explain. Like, I I, uh, I tried to take care of these back in 1999. You'll see on my record that there is one taken care of. She's like, yes, the one, but then you had these ones from the time you were like 17 to like 19, accumulating these four tickets. And I was like, yeah, I tried to take care of them. They said the system had been broken. Like, isn't there a record of that? And it was like, well, we don't have record of that, but I do remember that. Um, so in light of that information, I'll cut your sentence in half. I was like, to 20 days? Like, how? And she's like, and uh, at this point, I'm, I'm almost losing. I am losing. I, I'm, I'm almost in this weird, it feels like a weird dream. And I, I just kind of blurted out. I was like, Crackhead Bob is going home tonight. And I got to do 20 days. I was like, how is this justice? You know, how is this, you know, how's this right? You know, I could just bring it back up to 40 days if you want. I was like, 20 days is fine. I'll do my time. They walked us back right on to the bus. Going back that night, they basically uh, packed up my shit. 
uh, which I had none. Uh, but uh, And then they sent me to Lacey to be booked there. That's the no-joke jail. So there's two jails. There's a music for nonviolent, basically rock star crimes, right? Like you didn't pay your ticket, you didn't do this. And that's, it's very like no one's low crime. And then there's like Lacey, uh, which I guess the barracks I was in was the lower of the crime, not a lot of violent crime, but it was still parole violators, um, drug uh, uh, violations, dealings, anything like that. Uh, one dude had like, I remember like a ch check fraud thing. So I get, uh, same sort of deal, stripped down, loused, you know, sprayed. That was my second shower, the whole stitch. Uh, and then, um, you know, they, they hand you your, again, uh, uh, a different orange jumpsuit. Um, and then uh, they, they assign you your barrack. Sorry to kill your ear boners, but this is a two-part episode. Tune in next week to Talk Blocked and find out what happens to Danny. Because they're so outnumbered and they have to like do their thing that if you even look at them wrong, they're going for it. There's a few set of rules that I'll go over. So if any of your listeners, if you're, God forbid you're ever in this, here's some things that might save your ass, literally. Just went from being pleased as pie to like in the gutter. This is an interesting story. This is what put the fear of God into me.